welcome to Lessons She Learned, where we have conversations about different life lessons that we learn every single day. This entire arsenal of content is designed to help you really quick just find what you're looking for, digest it, help you process it so that you can do whatever other thing you need to get to. Sometimes we need to solve the problem in our mind before we could go ahead and solve the problem before us. And so I'm excited for this content uh, to kind of be a tool to help you go ahead and do that. What is up, beautiful people? I'm excited to be here with you today because I went from not knowing what we were talking about today to looking over the notes over potential episode ideas and one of them just kind of being like, oh no, pick me, pick me right now. Um, And so I'm excited. Let's get into it. And so the topic for today, what we're breaking down super quickly today is how to stop demonizing the work, how to stop looking at the work like it is bad, like it is an enemy, and how to stop looking at the work as something that has to be obsessive um, and how to make it seem or be understood as something a little bit more healthy. The reason I wanted to bring this up, the reason I wanted to break this down is because I ended up on two sides of the same coin and both of them were like polar opposites and more kind of like polarized in what they really needed to be. And what I mean by that, when I say that, I'm just thinking about how I went from feeling like a work horse, like feeling like I was working all the time. And it was it was a different season of my life. Let me say that as well. So what I would do was I would wake up early before work to work on my business And then I would go to work. And because of the kind of job that I had, I was at work for a long time. So I was normally at work for at least, at least 10 hours. Um, And so I would go ahead, go to work. I would come home. um, And then I would probably go to the gym, chill. And then I probably will, you know, watch a little TV and then probably would pick my work back up. Um, and I would kind of do that day after day after day, um, until I got a little bit closer to whatever I was working towards. And so that was one season of my life where I just felt like I was doing a lot of work, um, to the point where it was kind of like, I really didn't care to do or to see other things. Cause I just knew I wanted to build what I was building. Then there was another season of my life where I was afraid of doing the work. I, I felt like I had made work. Um, an idol and not business work or not um, work from my employer, but I felt like I was working so hard that I felt like I couldn't even see what I was working towards anymore. And I felt like after all of that work, like, did I really have, you know, what I wanted to show for all of the effort I had submitted? And so I pulled back a lot of my work thinking that, you know what, maybe I'm doing too much, maybe I'm working too hard. And the crazy thing was, that was something I had heard from people who maybe wanted to see me. So I'll give you an example. Um, At the time, I was not married. At the time, you know, I did not have any children. And I had probably been home from school after graduation for maybe a year or so. And I wasn't spending a ton of time with family. I never really spent a ton of my own intentional adult time with family 
after, you know, leaving the nest. But I guess there were some moments where maybe family wanted to see me. And the reason I thought that I didn't want to see them was because I was working. Now, you know, as a result of some therapy, some processing, some reflecting, I know that I was avoidant of my family because neither I nor them were in a healthy enough place to be in a space with each other, being so sharp, being in process where we wouldn't cause harm to each other emotionally. It was almost like a trigger at times because of where I was in my life. And so I blamed my absence on my busyness so that I felt like I could protect myself with them, from them and protect myself with my business. And as a result of that, I was told a few times by a few different people, well, maybe you should do less. Maybe you should work less so you could be with me more. And I heard that from family, heard that from family, and I put it away. I was like, mm, no. And I actually believed the thing that I had told them and myself, and I had took a step back from the work I was doing so I could feel a little bit better about that. But after I processed that, after I undid that and acknowledged what I was really avoiding or really running away from, I had to go ahead and heal, give them the space to heal. And now we're in a much better place in that way. But even after you do the healing, the thought process or the belief that, I was doing too much or even hearing people go from saying, oh, you're doing too much to, oh, wow, I'm so proud of you. There was something there was something in there that I believed about me doing too much and needing to slow down. And so I started picking back up the work. But the issue I started to have was that I had did such a good job at demonizing it. In the same time, peep the narrative on social shifted completely. I mean, going from um, hustle culture, no days off, sleep when you're dead, all those things. Like those, those are all the things that people said when culture, hustle culture was popular. Now people are putting a much larger emphasis on self care, putting a much larger emphasis on um, really doing sustainable work and that is a huge difference you even have people now more so than ever saying how can I get paid more for doing little to nothing people are saying I want to retire but I want my cash flow to continue and that's a beautiful thing but one of the things that we're also seeing is that people are deciding to demonize the work of now so that so that they feel like they can be in a healthier or safer place, even though they might have the goals that they um, have set for themselves where they're bringing in a certain amount of income. And so what I'm noticing a lot more now was a lot more people are doing things like manifesting. A lot of people are doing things um, that they feel like is maybe going to require um, more belief and less effort. Um, and that's not to say you can't believe and be graced to have um, certain things develop in your life. But I'm seeing more so now than ever, even with the assumption that 
millennial Christians or millennial creatives are not doing the work and that we might be spoiled or that we might be, you know, so privileged that we don't understand the hard work. I think that there's a little bit of truth to the idea that work is being demonized because people have been hustling and doing an unsustainable amount of work for so long. And it did take me some time to get to the point where I was able and willing to go ahead and work through this idea or this thought that I actually do need to put in the work and that no amount of prayer is going to make the work go away. No amount of of manifestation is going to make the work go away. The work is good. The work means that you could be trusted with responsibility and healthy work pushes you it stretches you and develop you because work is a tool God uses to minister to you my last my last few work related lessons that I learned um really taught me disciplines and I'm gonna share and break down what those disciplines are quickly and briefly so that you could go ahead and and even see or consider them for yourself What I learned from doing the work was one, to become dependable. I had to be willing to do what I said I would do in two spaces. I had to do what I said I would do to myself by myself. So if I'm saying I'm going to wake up at six, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to earn this amount. I need to be able to follow my own word, follow my own command, follow my own commitments, even more so because I said them myself to myself than when I'm following the instruction of someone else. Someone else cannot be the sole person or the sole authority able to tell me what it is I should be doing or should not be doing. The next thing I need to be dependable for is for others. Because at some point, you're going to have a job and a responsibility where you have to do what you committed yourself to do. Sometimes we look at it and say, I don't want people to tell me what to do. But you commit yourself to do something you're agreeing to, no matter the workplace or the work environment. And what that does is whether you're doing it for an employer, whether you're doing it for customers or clients, you can depend on your ability to continuously do that work when you are continuously executing. The second thing that I learned from not being afraid to do the work or becoming unafraid to do the work is to become excellent, to do something to the best of my ability. I think I was afraid of being excellent because I thought in some environments that they didn't deserve my excellence. I I felt like they didn't necessarily deserve the fullness of my effort, especially if I was comparing it to compensation or how I was being treated or how I was being spoken to or whether or not I was being appreciated. But the excellence practice is not for them. It's for you because every single thing that you do is a representation of who you are. And so when you come in and you give 70%, you're saying I am a person of 70%. I am a person who falls right into that below average, kind of average percentile. You're saying this is what you can expect from me because this is what I create. I I create things. I create experiences that are below average on a day to day. And so when I decided I was going to become excellent, I decided that my my presence, my experience, my servitude, like what someone was going to get in exchange from something that they gave me, whether it be time, energy, money, or attention, 
was going to be excellent by comparison. And I decided that that was going to be the root and the foundation of my brand. And it was also going to be the root and the foundation of my service. The next thing that I learned how to do from being unafraid of the work is to create high expectations. Your expectations are the GPS to your standards for who you should be, for how people should behave and function in your environment. And the moment I started to create high expectations, it wasn't just me operating at this high level. Now I'm in an environment where I've created an environment around myself where I now am inviting and, and, and becoming attractive to people who consider high expectations something of value. And I'll tell you something right now. If a person is willing to cut corners, if a person is willing to do a little bit less, what's what's going to happen to the people who are who are comfortable with doing a lot less and having lower expectations? They're not going to be attracted to you. But people who understand the quality, the value, the fullness of what it is that you bring to the table, those are going to be the people who are attracted to the fact that you create and set high standards and expectations. The next thing I learned from committing to doing the work was that in committing to serving in both jobs and businesses, I am doing something that is not only good, but is also biblical. So what I realized, and I'm going to break this down really quick. And if you if you need to take down these scriptures real fast, I suggest you open up your notes because we about to rattle them off. Galatians 6, 4 through 5. Each one should, te- should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own loan load Colossians 3:23 whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not human masters Psalm 90:17 may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us establish the work of our hands for us yes establish the work of our hands Proverbs 12:11 those who work their land will have abundant food but those who chase fantasies have no sense Proverbs 13:4 a sluggard's appetite is never filled but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied Proverbs 14:23 all hard work brings a profit but mere talk leads to poverty Genesis 2:3 then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. I'm not sure if you guys recall, but after God had finished all the work um, of creating this world, he said that it was good. Now, if we know that God is good and we know that there is no thing that God would do that is not good and we know that he did do work, then there is no reason for us to demonize or have any unhealthy feelings or emotions about something that even God himself had done. And lastly, in doing this, we develop a focus. We develop a focus because what we get to do is lean in, focus in, and use this moment as an opportunity to to serve the people God has trusted us with. This is what I started to read and study so that I could start to unpack and take off of the off of the negative pedestal I created the idea that work is not good when in actuality work is not only good but it is necessary
you just finished an episode of lessons she learned and how you feel do you feel like you learned something new do you feel like you know what i think i might have what i need to do exactly what i need to do today awesome well if you did if you love this episode i want you to go ahead and hop into hop into that little area where we do our ratings wherever you listen to podcasts i would love to go ahead and get that rating just so more people who are interested in content like this can honestly just go ahead and find it find out that they're in the right place find out that they're around the right people and so that's the point of that but also your favorite point your favorite uh, thing that was said i would love for you to go ahead and screenshot that note that tag me i will reshare you i'm so grateful anytime anyone is saying hey this information helps me this content really helped me work through this and i want to know i want to know how it impacted you and so go ahead tag me on instagram at zania e blue uh the spelling is in the show notes because you know you know how that goes when people spell it any way they want to but (laughs) i'll see you next time and i'm excited to share even more about what I have learned.